Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome back to another episode of On the Line. Today's guest is potentially the most stylish guest we've ever had on the show, Brittany Bathgate. Welcome, Hello. Brittany. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is your first podcast. Yes, I am a podcast virgin. Oh, girl. Okay, well, I'll go easy on you. I almost don't even know where to start because as soon as you walked in, I just had so many fashion <laughs> questions for you. I could see your eyes just like scanning me up and down. I was like, oh God, here we go. Because <laughs> I was literally just like perfect top, perfect trousers, perfect shoes, perfect coat, perfect bag. How does that feel? <laughs> I mean, it's, I, oh, I, I don't know. I don't see it like that. I feel like I just got dressed this morning. Yeah. You woke up like this. And actually, I mean, I know people can't see, but I think what I'm wearing today is really boring. I've just got a black turtleneck on and some black trousers because I thought, oh, I'm just doing the podcast. Like, it doesn't matter. But obviously to you, you're like, ooh. I'm like, wow, <laughs> like she's looking great. Well, anyway, let's back it up before we actually get deep into the fashion questions. How do you actually introduce yourself? Are you just like a professional, cool, stylish person or what? Because you weren't always an Instagrammer, were you? I'll backtrack and sort of start from the beginning. Okay. I have worked in retail for, gosh, ever since I graduated, which was years ago god it's probably like six years ago now I think just like most people just started using Instagram when it started which was again ages ago and then I went traveling came back and I was very very bored and then one day I just started taking pictures of myself in my mirror yeah and posting it on Instagram I mean it just snowballed it just got it became this really big thing and then about a year ago I quit my job in retail and, yeah, became full-time Instagrammer slash blogger slash online person, I guess. Right. And what were you studying at school, at university? Oh, so I did, um, I did a course called Visual Studies at an art school, which was, it's really hard to explain if you're not into art, but it was all about, like, it was basically like a conce about conceptual art and talking about concepts behind work as opposed to work it sounds really <laughs> it sounds so pretentious and it kind of was but the way I explain it is it was a course for people who didn't really know what they wanted to do at art school so you could pretty much do everything so long as you could talk about why you were doing it mm -hmm. does that make sense that makes sense um so actually art is like my, my first love and I still love it but I fell into fashion retail like so many people do when they graduate because it's easy. It's easy to climb the retail ladder. Um, and it's really, really difficult to be an artist when you graduate because you don't have a studio space. It costs a hell of a lot of money to make work and it's hard to sell work and get yourself out there. So my motivation to make art kind of died a bit and yeah, just organically went into fashion and here I am today. Right. So you originally wanted to be a professional artist. Um, we did do a life drawing class together. We did. <laughs> and I've signed up to my local life drawing class. I saw that. Class. I'm really enjoying it. Um, 
I don't think I went to art school with the intention to be an artist. I just had quite a passion for art and I didn't really know where to take it. So that's why I did this bizarre course called visual studies. I, yeah, I just, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was completely lost. And, like so many of us. Yeah. yeah. And I had three years just making art. It was kind of like three years of just messing around with stuff and just seeing what worked, which was really fun. But actually, in the grand scheme of things, isn't very good. Because when you then have to apply that to real life after you graduate, it's a bit like, oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, I really didn't know what I wanted to do or be. It just sort of, I kind of just rode the wave, really. I mean, what a way to live. Just ride that (laughs) wave. And then what were you doing retail-wise? What Were you working on the shop floor? Were you doing visual merchandising? A bit of both. I started off on the shop floor and then got into visual merchandising because I because I think it was visual merchandising is a really good way to stay in retail but still feel creative yeah and it was a good way for me to apply my sort of passion for art I guess into my work because when I was at art school I was very interested in curation and how we display things and how displaying certain things in certain ways can change things so I was kind of into that the visual merchandising thing at art school and so yeah just got into it through retail right and then when you first started posting your pictures and stuff on Instagram was there a a particular person who was inspiring you to do that or you just followed people and then you did did it or was it really just coming from a truly personal place that's a good question I think a personal place Mm -hmm. I I just think I was a bit lost didn't really know what I was doing with myself and just found this weird app where you could just post whatever you wanted and I thought yeah I'm gonna post what I'm wearing and people liked it yeah Um, right off the bat yeah, and I think it, it was because it was the right place at the right time. Right. I think I caught something just on, like, Instagram was kind of becoming a thing, and I just caught it on the cusp. Yeah. And people saw someone doing something that wasn't being done. So that's an interesting point. You say that people, you think people saw something they hadn't seen before, which is pretty hard to do in this day and age when mm. there's so much competition on Instagram. Did you set out to be something different or was that just naturally kind of what happened? Or did you think there's nothing like this on Instagram and I want to, I want to do this? Well, to begin with, I was doing it. I mean, this must have been about 2014. So we're talking like four years ago, I started doing this. Which isn't actually that long ago in the grand scheme of things. But in the sort of Instagram scheme of things, it feels like a long time ago because it moves so quickly. So I don't think I set out to do something different. I just wanted to show people what I was wearing. Um, And it just so happened that that was a little bit different, I guess. Yeah. Um, And I think it was kind of also when that whole minimalism thing was becoming quite a big thing. Mm -hmm. Like it was when Celine was really championing like the sort of the Stan Smith and that kind of thing. So I guess there was a little buzz around that style as well. So that probably added to the sort of the hype I was getting. And then I've just kind of stuck with it. This hasn't always been your style, surely. Please tell me Brittany Bathgate Mm, had an awkward phase. Give us hope. Oh, yeah. I I mean, (laughs) I'm going to say you can scroll back to the beginning if you want. I'm sure it's great. (laughs) It does change. But of course, yeah. Like when I was a teenager, I went through this hideous um, like Avril Lavigne phase where everything was so, I mean, everything's still ill-fitting now, but it was a whole other level of ill-fitting. Like I remember, I don't know if you would know this, we had a shop called Tammy Girl. I know what that is, yeah. It's, I mean, I'd love to just go back and see it now because I remember owning a neon pair of pink cord flares that I wore with a top a long sleeve top that had like skater girl written on the front. (laughs) And then I'm pretty sure I I wore like skateboarding trainers, but couldn't skateboard, obviously. Obviously. Um, 
and yeah, just loads of really like dorky stuff like that. That and I was quite a like a lanky child as well. Like I didn't really like develop boobs or a bum at all. So everything just hung off me, and I just my hair was so long as well, and just everything was just very lank, and I just yeah looked a bit. I imagine it looked really. If I look back now, I'd be like, oh god, I looked gross. But at the time, I thought I was like the bee's knees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, Avril was an icon, especially oh, in Canada. Yeah. Like, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Avril is from Napanee, Ontario. Everyone, <laughs> I was a big fan. Um, okay, so then, when did your style really start to develop to kind of what it is now? Like, when did you start wearing tailored trousers and um, all of these hmm. gorgeous simple pieces? When did that start? And was that kind of the type of retail store you were working in? Like, I imagine you working in Joseph. Like, I can't imagine you working anywhere else. <laughs> Subconsciously, it happened because we lived in Australia for a year. When you say we, you mean you and oh, your yeah, boyfriend. Oh, yeah, me and my boyfriend, yeah. sorry. Which nobody knows you have a boyfriend, by the way. You <laughs> keep people him, do. You keep him secret. <laughs> Who is this it's guy? it's all about me, guys. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we lived in Australia for a year and pretty much lived out of... Um, a suitcase for the entire year and didn't really buy anything just wore the same clothes for the entire year and so when we came back to the UK I think that sort of mentality of just like wearing the same thing over and over and just wearing really simple things kind of stuck with me and that's when my style really changed because before we went to Australia I was very much like an Alexa Chung obsessed indie girl and then we came back and I was like this, oh my God, so minimal, don't need anything anymore. Um, and it, it just sort of really, it translated into my style when we came home. And then... It just kind of went from it there. It kind of just went from there. So I, when I first started in retail, I worked for Ralph Lauren, which is completely different to my style, but it kind of has that, yeah. I guess, tailored. heritage, tailored yeah. vibe. And then after that, I worked for the white company. Okay. Again, like fairly simple. Makes sense. Like neutral yep. colors. So I guess they were sympathetic to my style, but, and, and maybe influenced it a little bit. Yeah. But, um. So my question to you is this. You said you had a bit of that obsessed Alexa Chung vibe. Yeah. Do you still have the same amount of clothes, but all minimal style? Like, do you actually have less clothes or... You have the same amount of clothes, but it's all just simple. People always think, oh, you must have a really small wardrobe and like really pared back. I'm like, no, you have no idea. I have a whole loft full of clothes that I have. I have to like rotate the wardrobe round because I have so many clothes. But like you say, it's like 10 pairs of black trousers, 10 white shirts. It's all set the same really simple clothes, which kind of contradicts my style in a way and contradicts this whole capsule wardrobe thing. It's difficult because when you find something you love, you kind of just roll with it. Like, yeah. yeah, I've got some really good black trousers on now, but that's not stopping me from going into a shop after I've done this with you and by trying on another pair of black trousers. Because right. I'm just, I'm like, oh, I want more of the good thing. If you know right, I mean. right, right. What is this obsession with the capsule wardrobe? Do you, do you actually think it makes you feel more free? I wouldn't know because I haven't <laughs> I haven't exercised it. I don't think I could. It, I mean, some people have this, I mean, are doing it with just like 10 pieces. I'm I've like, heard how? about this. How do you do this? I have a friend who does that. She literally has maybe 12 pieces of clothing. Literally. I mean, that is phenomenal. It's one dress, one pair of black trousers, one pair of jeans, one great t-shirt. I, I honestly, like, I don't know. I don't think I could do it. I know I couldn't do it, but I don't know if I should be doing it. I don't know if there's mm. a benefit to that. But I'm sure there is. But also in our industry, I can't just wear the same white T-shirt every day. That's the thing. I think if we if we weren't in the industry we were in, it would be easier. But because we are constantly scrolling and looking at new things all the time, it's really hard not to shop and not or not to want new things. Exactly. And also it's the audience doesn't want to see the same thing over and over again. But speaking of our industry, I know you did a blog post recently on the new CMA guidelines, the gifting, the ad disclosure, and I read it and I really liked what you had to say. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, I'm really glad you liked it because when I wrote it, I was so worried that it was sounding like a dig at the industry. Well, it wasn't. I just wanted to talk about how the CMA guidelines had made me feel almost like a CMA guidelines three months on, you know, like, because there was there was a lot of conversation around it when they first came out. But I don't think there's been much conversation about how it's made people's audiences feel and how it's made influencers feel as well, like in the aftermath. We actually have one question about this. Since this is a call-in show, we got one question about the subject. So let's play it. Hello? Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, Estee and Brittany. Um, my name is Mary, and my question is, what are your thoughts on the new crackdown of um, disclosing whether anything is an ad on social media? So pieces that are gifted or having to disclose whether you've done previous work with the brand before and I guess yeah what are your thoughts and um, how do you think that maybe your content has changed if it has since that has become a law Um, thank you before we go on should we just explain a little bit about the CMA guidelines so the CMA is the is it the certificate don't ask oh like it's basically an authority a governing authority I think that um, overseas, like marketing and advertising, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And they released some guidelines in January that were outlining new rules in which influencers have to declare, or, you know, bloggers, influencers, celebrities have to declare their ads, their brand partnerships, their gifting, their brand affiliates, basically any sort of any type of relationship with a brand it had to be declared and it caused a bit of a stink because it was very muddy it was very confusing the guidelines didn't quite make sense there wasn't any real clarification on how we had to disclose each of these things and I think it made a lot of people feel like they'd been sort of shady it made a lot of us feel like we had been doing something wrong or we'd been keeping our audiences in the dark um, but it's, it is what it is and we have to do it. I think one thing that does irritate me about it is that magazines don't do it and a lot of TV shows and et cetera don't do it. So I do get frustrated that influencers are being held to a bit of a higher standard and that's my only thing with it, but I, I like it and I wish everybody would do it. You know what I'm saying? I have nothing to hide and I'm sure you don't either. And I'm always so proud of what I do. So I like doing it. But I just, I think is so confusing. There's so many scenarios where you just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So for instance, um, I went to, on this trip to the Maldives and the trip was, uh, everything was paid for. So the whole trip was free, but I wasn't being paid to be there and I wasn't being paid to post any money. I was being paid in the trip, if that makes sense. Yeah. But they said I had to mark that as an ad. 
Yeah. But I always assume, and I think my audience always assumes that an ad is something you're being paid to post about. Yeah. Def- yeah. So um, yeah. I think sometimes the audience can get confused if you're, I don't know, there's just nobody really knows what's going on. So I think the, the confusion thing is a bit tricky. That's yeah. the only thing. But I think Definitely. once we all get the hang of it and if we were all doing it in the same way, that would be ideal. Yeah, definitely. I think because they haven't told us exact wording to use, they've just said everything has to be ad. Right. It's been a bit like, oh, like that, right. that's not right. Because like you say, so something that I cropped up with my blog post, someone said, oh, what about if you've got discount cards right. for brands and you've bought something with a discount surely you need to be transparent about that. And I just thought that hadn't even crossed my Same, mind. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, because I do. Brands very kindly have given me discount cards and it's not a huge discount. Some of it's just like 10, 20. Yeah. It's no more than like student discount. But I was like, oh yeah, but I'm not going to put that as an ad. No, like, that's exactly. Not an well, that's, ad that's my point. That is my point. It's marking things as an ad when it's not really an ad. Um, oh. that's my only real thing with it. And I also get so sad that I have to mark all my posts with Daisy, my jewelry range as an ad, even though I'm never being paid to post anything about Daisy. I can't even tag Daisy without marking it as an ad. That's so bizarre because it's your, it's my yeah thing. But, anyway, yeah. we could go on and on about yeah. that, but I don't really want to, but was the response to that good? That's yeah, what I wanted really to good. know. So the, the main gist of the post was just how eye opening it has been to see people who haven't been disclosing and who have maybe been a bit shady about it, but also just how much free stuff people are getting. It's quite scary. Um, I think that's been another big thing is mm. a lot of people didn't realize how much free stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I was quite interested to see what my audience thought about it because I sometimes worry with all of the gifting that's going on. Is it making people feel a bit rubbish about themselves? Especially if you find out someone's had almost like entire, entire like lifestyles gifted in a way. Yeah. Um, where does it sort of blurs the lines between reality now? And I just think, what even is reality now? Yeah, true. Because true. it's so true. Like you see, and we're in the industry, so I can look at a post and know exactly what's been mm. gifted and who got that for free and everything. Yeah. But if you're not on the inside, you must think, wow, this person's just afforded a brand new Mercedes. They've just afforded this and that. Yeah. It makes you feel inadequate. Yeah. I mean, my mom will even call me and she'll say, how do you guys afford all this stuff, all the new makeup and this? And I'm yeah. like, that is literally just a job perk, I guess yeah. what you would call it. But I do think that disclosing it is going to really help that. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how things go moving forward. I think in audiences will, the engagement will might change a bit. I yeah. think people will just react a bit differently maybe. Do you think your content's changed at all since having to disclose things? I don't think my content has changed because my content's never been sort of dictated by gifting or by um, anything like that. I just think I'm a bit more wary about because um, sometimes I've posted outfits and I've been looking at the caption thinking, gosh, three, four things have been gifted. And that's the only time I've been a bit wary about it. I've been like, oh, maybe I should swap out something so it, the outfit isn't just purely gifted right. things. Um, but I'm still always wearing stuff that I genuinely would wear and love to wear. Yeah. Um, so, no, I don't think it's changing my content. It's just maybe changing my way of thinking. Okay, that makes sense, that makes sense. So let's actually get back to your style because that's why people (laughs) are really, really here. How do you actually describe your style? What would you say? My style is? My style is, I like to say a mix of classic and contemporary. Mm -hmm. I love classic things, but that doesn't mean to say I'm not into, I'm not into trends, I guess, like, I'm not a massively trend-led person, but there are a few sort of more contemporary styles that I do like to mix in. Um, like what? So yeah. um, like my shoes that I'm yeah. wearing, which are almost like a hybrid of hiking boots and plimsoll trainers, I guess. I mean, guys, she's wearing the Proenza shoes and we all followed the journey. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what it was. I saw them and I just thought, yeah, <laughs> I'm into those yeah and sometimes that just happens with things that I would never ever think well hiking is a huge trend you know hiking stuff and and all that I mean I love it 
Yeah, ever since I got those Grunts and Nanette boots, I'm really into like a good chunky sole. Yeah. And these, would you call them eyelet laces? The sort of hiking lacy bits. Yeah. Quite You're into, into it. it. Yeah. So stuff like that catches me by surprise. Yeah. And do you just follow your intuition with that sort of thing? Yeah. If It's hard to explain. If I, sometimes I just know in my gut when something's going to work. Whereas sometimes there's things I love and I'm like, mm, it's not quite for me. Right. You can so, appreciate it from yeah. afar. So like at the moment, cowboy boots are having a real moment. And are I they? think they look awesome. Like Ganny have done some really cool ones. Okay. But um, I just think no. That's not quite for me. So I can appreciate things from afar. Well, I actually saw that you recently got a pair of jeans. <laughs> Make it sound like I've never worn jeans. <laughs> well, you did a story and you were like, I don't really wear denim. And I was thinking to myself no. when I was watching you say that, I was like, all I wear is jeans. And you looked really good in them. But I was like... Oh, no. Was that my chinos? Y- yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really wear jeans. Well, I do. But I'd say I wear them... Once a week. Right. And even when I do wear them, I'm a bit like fidgety and like, oh God, these feel weird. I just don't, I don't feel myself in them. But you, okay, this is my other question. Do your clothes make you feel sexy when you walk out the door? Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because most of my clothes are really oversized and boxy. I love that. I love it so much. I just, I think that's such an interesting point because so many of my friends, like, they'll come over and be like, why don't you wear this? And why don't you wear that? And I'm like, I don't feel right in it. I feel best Mm. in, like, a pair of jeans and a t-shirt or whatever it is, like, super, like, casual and whatever. But I just think that's an interesting point to be, like, if you feel it, then you feel it. If you feel it, then, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't feel, I mean... Yeah, skinny jeans or like tight jeans can look, make your butt look great. But for me, I don't feel sexy in that. I feel really sexy in like a black turtleneck and some black trousers. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. I went for a dinner the other night um, to celebrate International Women's Day and I had to fill out a little questionnaire. And one of the questions was, um, I think it was something along the lines of, what's a rule that you are stretching? And my answer was that women don't have to wear tight clothes to feel sexy because I was like you don't or you don't have to have skin on show to feel sexy like you only have to look through my Instagram feed and you can see I don't show a lot of skin like I'm very much a covered up kind of girl but I feel so good yeah and yeah like you say it's just whatever you feel yeah but I love that message so much and I think I'm trying to like (sighs) do some internal work because my mom literally drilled in me quite the opposite thing from like such a young age she was like if you've got it flaunt it get those boobs out get that butt out like that's what I've heard since I was about six years old and like I love you mom but it's like I remember just when I wanted to wear the kind of clothes I wanted to wear she'd be like you don't look good in that like put something tighter on or whatever it's so funny you say that because I grew up with just my dad um so I went through like my most formative teenage years with just a single father and I think that's completely, like, I th- the reason why I am I am, because he was a man who did not speak to me in that way at all. He was very much just sort of didn't talk about puberty, didn't talk about the female body or anything like that with me. So I never had that whole, like, like woman there pushing me to be sexy and flaunt it. I just had a dad who was like, well, let's just put some sensible clothes on you. <laughs> and I would just be like, yes, okay, dad. Um, Your dad sounds like a bit of a legend. Uh, I'm, I honestly am so grateful for my dad because he, um, when I was really young and like growing up as, as a teenager, he worked, it was in the Royal Air Force. So he, every day he would wear a shirt and tailored trousers and like really smart brogues to work. And I think it's where I've got it from. It's all making like, so much he sense. He would iron his uniform like every night and it would be so perfectly pressed every morning and he did the same to my school uniform. He wouldn't let me leave the house um, with like creased clothes or like unironed clothes. Like he would iron my uniform every night, and I'd have like these perfect presses down the sides of my shirt and down the front of my trousers. And obviously, at the time, I hated it. I was like, "God, Dad! Like no one at school has like looks like this." But it's been ingrained in me now, and. I think it's totally translated in my style. I love this story. <laughs> this is amazing. Do you have an iron recommendation for all of us? Because um, my iron sucks. 
no, I need to upgrade. Mine's not great. <laughs> what do you to... think of steamers? Um, I love them, but I again, I need to upgrade. I've got this one from Amazon that was, I think it was like twenty pounds, and it just about does the job. But I've seen some like industrial yes in steamers that look really good. And I want to know how you hang all your clothes. Do you hang your trousers? Do you fold your sweaters? Do you hang your like? Tell me everything. So I hang. Pretty much everything, apart from obviously underwear, socks, pajamas. There, I actually wouldn't be surprised if you did hang your underwear. Honestly, Brittany, <laughs> can you imagine my pants on my little <laughs> trouser clip thing? Um, <laughs> I actually can. <laughs> T-shirts and jumpers are folded. Everything else is hung. So trousers, shirts, jackets, coats, skirts, dresses are all hung. Okay, which is difficult because I don't have a lot of hanging space. Yeah, it's so hard, right? Yeah, but. I'm a bit of a neat freak and I can't stand the thought of things being folded up and getting creased. Can we talk about underwear? Mm-hmm. Tell me what you like. Because um, I was talking to Gel Cream, my friend Yana, and she said she likes black mesh. Mm, okay. I'm 50-50. I like a good old triangle bra. Yeah, same. Like just standard cotton and then like some just really basic cotton briefs but then I do quite like a lacy number I quite like Asian provocateur like their underwear is stunning um it just depends what mood I'm in yeah like when obviously when I'm on my period and just feel a bit gross I'm like right just get the triangle just get the Calvins on just and just (laughs) but then if it's a day where I'm like oh okay yeah I'll pick out something a bit nicer. Obviously, those of you listening didn't don't know this, but when Brittany walked in, she's like, oh, it's the first day of my period. And I was like, oh, my God, a woman that I can really get along with right now. This morning, I was like, where are my worst pants? I just need the worst ones that sort of like, you know, just hug the entire bum and everything. Honestly, like, how can you even explain to someone how shit you feel on your period? Like, it's literally like you wake up and you this, your body is like... Oh, it's, just, it's really hard to explain. It's like you're a bit sweaty. Like you're just a bit like, and just yeah. It's unless you're a woman going through it, it's, you can't explain it. And it happens every month. Every month, and every month, like the days leading up to it, you're like, why? Why do I feel weird? Yeah. Why? And then on the day it happens, you're like, oh yeah, and that's it, why. Every month, every you month. don't understand how no. it's happening. You're like, my skin, my stomach, I'm gross. And then honestly, it, it and happens. like last night, I ate an entire bag of salt and vinegar crisps, and I was like, <laughs> why am I doing this? And then I realized, I'm like, oh, because mm-hmm. I have no control over my body. No. <laughs> okay, so we have um, one more question back to style. Let's get back on track here. Let's play it. Hi, Brittany and Estee. I'm Fika from Indonesia, and I have a question for you. How do you get out of creative block? I knew Brittany mentioned this a while ago on her story, and I think dealing with Instagram these days where a lot, I mean, like a lot of people are doing the same things, going to the same places, posting the same contents, it's kind of overwhelming. And as a person who's working in a creative field, I find it quite hard to come out with my own unique ideas because I don't think I can stop using Instagram because it's part of life. But I'm just curious how to find my creativity back in place. I thought it would be something that you can help me figure out. Thank you. Do you go out of your way to do the op- the opposite things other people are doing on Instagram? Like, would it put you off going to a place because everybody else has been there, for instance? Yeah, definitely. I think in terms of finding creativity, I think you need to just remove yourself from Instagram. Sometimes I will have these blips where I can't see. It's almost like I can't see past Instagram and I've lost all of my like creative thoughts and my my mojo. So I just think, right, I need to just take myself away from Instagram, maybe just go away somewhere read a magazine, watch a film, um, or maybe just use a different platform. Like, I still love Pinterest. Do you? Yeah, I still love just going through Pinterest and just looking at just, yeah, inspirational images. Mm. Um, I also quite like looking through websites. I have a few websites I really like looking through. Um, is it like clothing websites just to have a look at like styling and I agree I really get a kick out of that because you just think oh I haven't thought about styling that with that and 
yeah, it's just simple things like that. I can just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then I'm back on track again. And I'll go back on Instagram feeling like, you know, fresh, right. fresh eyes. Do you, because you do post a lot on your website still. Do you mm. think Instagram is its is the way forward? Do you think people should still have their own website? And, and how are things going engagement wise? Like, how do you control what's going on right now on Instagram? I feel like so many of us are just like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I could sit here and pretend I've got like this great method, but I'm the same as everyone else. I'm just sort of like bumbling through just one week. I've got great engagement. Yeah. And I'm like, hell yeah, I've got this. And then next week I'm like, okay, everyone hates me. No one likes my photos. Mm. Um, I think it's really important to, I mean, I get it. Instagram is this huge thing now and everyone's so into it and brands love it and the users love it. But you have to remember that it's not yours. And I think so many people say this, that it could just like delete itself tomorrow. Mm. And if you haven't invested in your own corner of the internet, you're essentially going to be screwed. Like, it sounds nasty, but you will be because you won't have, you won't have proof or you, you know, you, you won't be seen anywhere else on the internet. And I think it's so important to kind of have something that's yours that you have total creative control over, whether it's a website or like YouTube, like you just need something else that isn't dictated by someone else Mm -hmm. because Instagram is controlled by someone else and this algorithm is because of someone else yeah I mean we get so frustrated about all the engagement and stuff and it's like it's so ridiculous because it's out of our hands Mm. whereas your website it's all in your own hands like you get to control everything on there so why not do that yeah um well speaking of websites and you mentioned that you like to kind of scroll through the styling on other websites. Who are your style inspirations and what websites do you like to browse? Whenever someone asks me this question, I'm like, I don't have any style inspiration. And I mean, I think the last person who I used to really look up to was Alexa Chung, but now my style's changed. I don't really have, I don't have someone who really inspires me. I mean, there's tons of women out there who I think are really cool. Like the Olsen twins just nail it every yeah, time. Every single time. Oh, the hair, actually, the <laughs> hair inspiration. Like yeah. they are my hair inspiration. But in terms of like getting dressed, there's no real person I look to. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more websites and brands. So there's a website called Le Garçon, which stocks loads of cool stuff like La Mer, Margaret Howe, J.D. Anderson, um, Izzy Miyake, stuff like that. Stuff I could never afford, but it's all in the styling. And stuff like that is where I really like get, I really get a kick out of looking through that. Yeah. I can take a lot of the, a lot of the pieces on there. I've got like almost like cheap alternatives in my wardrobe and I can completely take that and apply it to my wardrobe let's talk about the cheaper alternatives i feel like you probably get asked these questions a lot but we actually got a question written in um and she says that she's a college student in the u.s and she's recently lost 15 pounds due to being really ill um and she was just kind of talking about not being totally on board with her style right now and she said that she's owned a lot of clothes in her wardrobe for a really long time but they're all a little too big and they don't spark joy in quotations um so she was saying that she's got a really small budget she can't afford many new clothes where do you kind of start do you think it's important to kind of just ditch everything and start over like how do you integrate old things with the new things i'd be the kind of person who would be like don't ditch everything go through it all and just check that there's nothing that you can still work with because if you ditch everything there is the fear of in like a month's time you might be like oh crap I shouldn't have ditched that because that actually would have come in handy so just really go through it all thoroughly if you haven't worn it in like say the last three months then get rid of it and if it doesn't make you feel good then get rid of it but I think in terms of rebuilding your wardrobe it's not a small task. I think it would be quite a... It's so yeah. time-consuming, and it's in anxiety-inducing. Yeah, definitely. Like, something that I've been doing, and I've been really working on this, is making a list of 
what I want my wardrobe to become, what pieces I want. So I want a good trench, a good white shirt, a great pair of trousers yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Do you recommend doing something like that yeah, and then going totally. out to execute the plan? Yeah. I mean, not necessarily to execute the plan in one day. Right. <laughs> it might be like over a few months. But yeah, totally. I do lists like that all the time because um, there's still... I still see gaps in my wardrobe. Like at the moment, I'm like, oh, why don't I own a navy coat? Like a navy coat. That doesn't sound is, right. You must. Well, like a navy wool coat. Okay. I have a navy trench. <laughs> there are different like... <laughs> coat categories, okay? Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, maybe start off with the basics. Like I think Uniqlo is such a good shop for basics. And it's so affordable. Uniqlo is incredible. I can't. Sometimes it scares me how cheap it is. Yeah. I'm a bit like, oh, yeah. should it be this cheap? Well, can we talk about fast fashion? Oh, we can. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect segue. What do you think of fast fashion and this, you know, it, it's a, sustainable fashion is a new trend, obviously a good one, but mm. what are your thoughts on it? Because I have two things to say on the subject. Maybe I'll say them now. Okay. One thing is that people hate on fast fashion but when you mention something that's more expensive, they hate on that too. So how mm. can you win? It's hard. You have to educate people about, like, it seems really daunting to spend a lot of money on something in the beginning. But you have to let people know that it will, this whole, like, cost per wear thing, and it will eventually pay for itself if you buy right. I mean, I've got this navy trench that I bought from a brand called Studio Nicholson maybe every year ago now and I wear it probably three times a week now mm -hmm. and I'm just continue like I and I still love it the same day same amount I loved it the day I got it and it cost me a lot but like I'm just like that's it now I've got a navy trench that I'm never probably never gonna throw away never need to buy a new one um so, yeah, it's about just, like, trying to educate people into why it's better to invest. But I totally get why fast fashion is still a big industry. Like, I was reading about it somewhere, how someone was saying, like, yeah, it's bad, but we have a good quality of life because our economy keeps buying. So, like, if we stop buying things, would economy just, like, deteriorate a little bit and would our way of life, like our quality of life decrease. This sounds like I'm getting really deep now. <laughs> I mean, there's also the argument that not everyone can afford to spend a thousand pounds on a trench coat. Exactly. So there's that. But it's really tricky. I mean, I've watched all the documentaries and it's awful. Yeah, it is. And it's like, I think I watched one, which one did I watch? I watched one called True Cost and I was in tears towards the end of it because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But then at the same time, yeah, it is difficult to just pay a thousand pounds for a coat because you know that's that's a whole month's wages for yeah, a lot exactly. of people. Like it's just it's difficult. Um, so I guess it's about trying to find those high street retailers who are either sustainable or completely transparent about where their products are coming from mm -hmm. and the whole process. I think people like Arquette are really good because they're really getting on board with this whole transparency thing you can find out where um the fabric came from who made it the factory that it was made in um you can kind of trace the the whole journey of the garment which i think is really good for a big high street retailer to do yeah arquette um, is great yeah yeah oh awesome like, yeah i'm obsessed with them at the moment i love their home sections so much oh yes speaking of home sections you are also <laughs> in the midst, or, or maybe you're done your home renovation, or is it never done? <laughs> I don't think you're ever done. I know. No. But your kitchen done. is looking insane. I know. So we moved into the house, gosh, maybe a year and a half ago now. We bought it two years ago. It took us a year to get it into a livable state. And then we didn't have any money to do the inside. So we've pretty much just lived in a white, shell of a house for a year which at first I was like this is awful but actually it's been really good because I've spent a whole year getting ideas and then just seeing which ideas stick 
And it's been quite funny to see which ideas have stuck and which haven't. And for ages, I was like, I want to do a statement thing in the kitchen. I, I really want to do something big in the kitchen. And now we finally have the money. Like, I was just like, yep, still want to do it. Like a year on, I'm like, still want to do this big statement wall in the kitchen. And I'm absolutely chuffed with it. Your statement wall <laughs> almost brought me to tears. <laughs> um, it is so beautiful. And I loved your time lapse so oh, much. Yeah. And how do you yeah. look so fucking chic doing it? Everyone said this. Even one woman was like, where, did, where are your jeans from? And I sent her a picture and I was like, they're covered in paint. Like they're just awful jeans. Literally, if I'm like at home doing some sort of renovation thing, I'm in like track suit bottoms that are like seven years old and you're in like a (laughs) chic top and cool jeans I was literally like this is so perfect it was great but it looks amazing thank you I'm yeah I'm really pleased with it does your boyfriend have the same style as you ish um I'd say he's a bit more rough around the edges interesting are you one of those people who's like wear this and wear that and don't wear no I'm not like that I'm more like can you make sure you hang this can you make sure that you wash that on the right cycle can you just make sure that you like he will just sort of screw things up in a ball and just shove it in his wardrobe. I'm like, no, 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 this needs to be folded. Like, oh, can I iron that for you? And I'm just constantly like, no, no, we need to just, this is how we look after clothes. This is how we do this, this, and this. And then, because he'll, he'll come up to me, be like, oh, look, I've got something on my jumper. And I'm like, oh, well, why do you think that was? Because you threw it on the bedroom floor and there was dust on the floor or something. So it's more about just kind of teaching him how to look after clothes. Because last not the Christmas just gone the Christmas before I bought him a coat from Joseph mm-hmm. I was like you are going to look after this if I see this folded up anywhere or in a ball I will literally lose my mind um and I have to be quite careful with what I put in the washing basket because obviously he just grabs it all puts it all on like a 40 degree cotton wash and things just come out like not looking the same as when they went in I'm like why did you put my cashmere like joggers in with this cotton wash and he's like oh I don't know it was just in the washing basket and I'm like no well how do you wash cashmere joggers um is that a dry clean only situation well I think it is but we've got quite a fancy washing machine oh I want to know because I need to get a new one so we have a washing machine for Miele yes which has so the selling point is that you can wash anything in the washing machine okay you can do silk cashmere and you can silk yes it has a silk setting Mm. I am going to need deets. But yeah, that's significantly reduced my dry cleaning bill. Well, you know, Mm. it's like washing the clothes is as important as buying the right clothes. Because the amount of clothes I've ruined, I just bought a brand new cashmere black turtleneck from Joseph. Have I ruined it? Yes, I have. Did I almost cry in the kitchen? Yes, I literally almost lost my mind. Oh, gosh. I know. That breaks my heart. It breaks mine. Before, Before we got our nice washing machine... I used to literally fill up our bath, this is at our old house, fill up our bath with like cold water and literally hand wash everything in the bath. Like that's how dedicated to the cause I am. I'm like, nope, I will not ruin my clothes. Um, So thank God for the Miele washing machine. Interesting point. I have one question about the interior thing. Um, Somebody sent in a question. So she said, hi, ladies. Brittany, I recently read your post on the new Instagram guidelines, and I just wanted to say that I appreciate your transparency. I know that UNS Day both underwent home renovations recently, and likely a lot of those items may have been gifted. And, you know, with that set aside, I was just wondering, where do you go for interior inspiration? And what are your favorite brands and or tips and tricks for interior design that doesn't break the bank? I recently moved to a new apartment and I splurged on big furniture items like a couch and table and chairs. But I'm wondering where you go to find the small pieces and really your personal touch. Um, for for your spaces all right thank you both so much look forward to hearing from you i have knickknacks and shit like that everywhere i don't assume you do but what do you think can small pieces really transform a space i think they can i mean i have knickknacks they're just considered knickknacks <laughs> yeah i think small pieces can i'm a big fan of like a good vase mm-hmm. or um what else do i like quite like a good stack of magazines as well I always think that's quite a makes quite a nice statement um good I'm a bit of a candle obsessy as well like they can really like just sort of 
make things look nicer. And, I mean, not so much now, but in my old house, a rug as well. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have any rugs in the new house just because I haven't even got round to that yet. But I always think a good rug can transform a space or it can... If you're living in rented accommodation, it can hide a multitude of sins as well. True that. Mm. And rugs are, I mean, rugs are very hard to get right, I feel like. Yeah. I rugs mean, are hard. I'm no interior, like, expert, so I'm just winging it. So when people ask me for tips, I'm just like, ooh, this is what I like. It kind of worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just really want to have you over. And wa- I want you, Marie Kondo who? I want you to Britney <laughs> Bathgate my life. <laughs> Um, I'm not joking around. I'm putting you on the spot here. I want you to go through my wardrobe with me. I want you to go shopping with me. Oh, yeah. I'd love to do that. Like, for real? Yeah. I've never, ever, like, cleared out someone else's wardrobe. So I'd be fascinated to oh my God. just dig through someone else's wardrobe and be like, nope. Yes. No. Please. This is trash. Like- I'm actually, actually begging you. I'll do it. But the problem is... I was talking to somebody today. I cannot wear pleats because I my hips don't lie. I've got a big <laughs> booty and it just doesn't look as chic on me. So I would I would actually find it interesting to go shopping with you so that you could be like, mm. that's a different body. Yeah. We could do some videos on I'm this. I'm always shopping for obviously my body. Yeah. Um, that's a really good point, actually, because I think... A lot of people maybe think my style doesn't work on them because their body shape is curvier or, they, yeah, like you said, they've got hips, or they've got a bum. Um, so I find it quite interesting, like, when women say that, because I'm like, well, surely if you just, like, own it, like, it's your thing. I recently saw someone do a collaboration with um, a brand to create a collection for plus-size girls that was very much about, like those minimal tailored lines because I guess a lot of sort of tailored stuff that you see in shops isn't catered for girls who are like size 14 and up so it was really nice to see someone creating a collection that was that kind of like Scandi chic style for in her words fat girls right um which I thought was awesome because I mean but you said surely you can just own it. Like in my head, I look like a completely different person in pleats. Mm. I put those pleats on, and it's just—it's just a no. It's just a no. Although I have a beautiful p- pair of Chloe trousers, which do look good, but it's just—it's so hard to find. Mm. And another thing is, I'm just so confused about tailored trousers because what kind of top do you wear? So then you've got to wear tuck in a t-shirt or tuck in a turtleneck. You can't wear anything too. I'm just very confused, Brittany. <laughs> and I also am confused about shoes because we were talking about brogues earlier. So mm. you love a brogue. I like brogues too, but I don't have any. I used to have a pair of churches and I actually got rid of them because I was like, I'm never going to wear these. Oh. <sighs> Big mistake. Um, sorry, what was the question? There was no question. <laughs> There I was think, literally no question. It was just it goes me. Back to what you said earlier: is like if you're not feeling it, then you're not feeling it. Yeah. Um, because there's times I've gone out and stuff, and it's just not felt right, and I feel really weird for the rest of the day. So I totally get it when you're just like, it's just not working. It's just not right for me. Like I get that, and it is hard to say to someone, "Well, just own it." Because there's things where I've just been like, "I can't own this." No, and I've just sort of abandoned it. Um, well, I'm getting new wardrobes installed. In, oh, in like a month. Okay. And my big plan is to obviously take everything out and get rid of the things I don't need or, or aren't for – aren't my current style. Mm-hmm. Because the problem is I've bought so many clothes that they're nice, but they just don't fit what I'm – what my actual vibe is going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. But I just feel like I can't – I don't know. I just – I need help, and I just think this wardrobe thing is the perfect time to do it. So if you are willing to be my consultant – Yeah, because – yeah, you'll take all of your clothes out of your old wardrobe, yes. get your new wardrobe installed. Yes. And then... Nothing's going back nothing's in there. Nothing's going back in there. Until you've approved until it. Until I've come around and just done <laughs> like a, yep, tick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a good idea. All right. I'm willing to do this And with then we'll you. identify the gaps. There's a lot of gaps. And we'll go shopping. Yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is a new series, guys. Get excited about it. Um... I also have a couple questions about like what you're reading and what you're watching. So reading wise, I'm a bit of a slow reader. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, I think so many of us 
are probably struggling to sit down and read a book at the moment because it's very hard to switch off, isn't it, from the online world. I'm halfway through Lily Allen's book. It's taking me a long time because I'm reading it in little chunks, but I'm enjoying that. TV, though. Here we go. I'm into TV. Are you watching Fleabag? No. Oh, please watch it. I think you'd like it. Should I? Yeah, BBC. We... Right, I need to think what I'm... Okay, so I have quite a a mix. So we are currently watching um, Sky... I think it's Sky, Portrait Artist of the Year. Okay. And it's... Because it's... Because my boyfriend does painting as well. We do like watching programmes about art. And it's basically every episode... I think it's six people have to paint a celebrity. And that celebrity will sit for four hours... And then they all get judged and someone wins at the end. And it's just fascinating watching people paint portraits of celebrities. So that's um, that's what we're watching at the moment. What else are we watching? God, I say that I'm into TV and now I can't even remember what I'm actually watching. We just finished True Detective, the yes, new series. Yes, great. That was so good. Yeah. Um, I also can't believe that guy is like in his 40s. It's insane. He looks like a child he's got the best skin I've ever seen well can we talk about skin really quickly too I feel like we're like kind of going on and on and on but I just want to talk about your skincare and your beauty routine and like what kind of makeup does Britney Bathgate like um so I feel like only in like the last year I really nailed my skincare routine I think for ages I was just sort of dipping in and out of loads of different things and in the past year I've been like right I need a I need to cleanse exfoliate tone like I'm like okay I've got this now I get this whole process um so at the moment I'm really into drunk elephant yeah it's great I've slowly just added like more and more and more and everything works like it's the first skincare brand where I've been like oh my god every single piece works so I'm pretty much using their um moisturizer vitamin c glycolic acid their eye cream Wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm really, really into Drunk Elephant. Um, and then makeup. Makeup. Oh, What's on your brows? More. Your brows look great. Thank you. It's So it's a MAC eyebrow. It's like a felt pen. Uh-huh. It's like, it's really fine, like really fine tipped. And you can literally draw each individual hair on. And the funny thing is... I can't remember where I was. I think I was at an airport recently and I went to rebuy it. And this woman was like, are you sure your eyebrows, like you don't look like you really need anything on your eyebrows. I was like, no, 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 I want to buy this. And she was like, oh, but, but your eyebrows look really full. And I was like, it's because I'm using this. Like, <laughs> it's because I'm using this brow Give pencil. Give me like, another one. <laughs> I want another one. She was like, oh, I was like, yeah, it's really good. Because my hair is kind of fair, I've got a lot of white eyebrows. I mean, join the club. (laughs) So really, I should get them tinted so that those white eyebrows show up and look fuller. Yes. But I'm a bit scared about eyebrow tinting. I love eyebrow tinting. I swear by it. And you can buy the tint online. But Go to Blink and get them tinted. uh, But would they be able to tint them like a nice ashy color? Yeah, yeah. They're great. They tint my eyebrows. I'm terrified. Of coming out with, like, really warm brown eyebrows. Look, you sort out my wardrobe. I will get your eyebrows tinted with you. Okay, great. <laughs> um, One more question. What perfume do you wear? So I just ran out of my favorite perfume, which is... I, th- I have it in my bag, actually. I can never remember the name. It's a it's a, an oil as opposed to, like, a spray perfume. Yep. Do you recommend this bag? It's this beautiful acne. I don't know what it's called, oh. but it's like a bow bag, but it's not. Masubi. 100%. Masubi. It's Oh, that's what I wear. This perfume. Oh, really? Number four? Yeah. Yes. It's so good. But I've just run out and I don't know where it? it's stocked in London. So yes. I'm going to have to order online. So I realize this is not a visual podcast. Um, so it's the Maison Louis Marie number four Bois de Ballancourt. And so nice. they have a candle, they have a body moisturizer, mm-hmm. they have a perfume spray, but the oil is the best. So good. Yeah. It lasts, like, it lasts on your clothes for weeks. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's the kind of perfume that people will stop you and be like, what are you wearing? Every time. So good. Oh. Well, Brittany, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Is there anything else that you would love to say on the show that you haven't got off your chest? 
can't think of anything. You're just so cool. <laughs> I'm not. I'm oh, not where cool. are your glasses from? You probably get a lot of questions oh, about them. All other people. Yeah, they're great. Do you wear yeah. them every day? I'm learning to wear them every day. I'm starting to notice when I don't wear them, my eyes hurt. And my boyfriend's constantly like, where are your glasses? You need to put your glasses on. I've only had them for about four months, so it's it feels very weird. And I forget them a lot. Um, but They're great. Anyway, guys, if you are listening to this and you like me need a lot of style assistance and you are into Britney style, like just go stalk her Instagram. It's at Britney Bathgate, just yeah. like that, just mm-hmm. at Britney Bathgate. And go check her out and give her some love and get inspired because I love a queen that dresses in tailored clothes. <laughs> and that's what I am striving towards. So I'm really excited for this journey. I'll help us. you get there. Yeah.